Obscured by a cadre of military police, rings for an elevator. When it arrives, the MPs bar others waiting from entering. Inside the elevator, the MP uses a key on the floor choice panel and reveals two hidden floors below the public basement. He presses one. The National Security Commission headquarters has a logo. Four desk lamps and a lit blank screen illuminate an otherwise darkened room, revealing the metal-laden uniforms but not the faces of three high brass. Glimpses of uniformed staff bustling in and out can be seen. General Samuel Hartman, 53, black and reflective, is on the phone. Yes, Mr. President, I understand. With the oncoming tidal wave, you can't possibly deal with Marsala. Flight General Herman Riker, a robust, cold 68-year-old, motions to General Hartman, who listens to the president. Get permission to investigate. I want this. General Hartman nods to Riker, listens, then hangs up. Gentlemen, we have carte blanche on Marsala Seamount. Riker abruptly nods, barely showing satisfaction. Admiral Evan Cutworth, bird-like, 72-year-old ultra-conservative, finishes conferring silently with a staff member, who then exits. He focuses on Hartman. Where's crisis mobilization? Hartman. Bird's on his way. Marine General Anthony Scorventino, stocky, feisty, 49-year-old, enters with the bulging files and takes the fourth seat. He's also not fully seen. Here it is, the briefing on the power of the ancients. Opening the door, Colonel Stephen Byrd, 47-year-old Latino, is seen. He salutes. Hartman. Colonel, the President has authorized a code 1A. The Colonel pulls out an electronic notepad. Cutworth turns on a slide projector. Scorventino hands Byrd the files. The first slide shows the giant quarried slab at Baalbek, Lebanon, with a person dwarfed aside. Riker. How much do you know about prehistory, Colonel? Nothing, sir. Hartman. These slabs have the remains of the Roman temple Jupiter, but they're thousands of years older. We have few clues as to who quarried and moved them, or how. They're 2,000 tons apiece. The next slide shows divers against similar two-story quarried rocks underwater. Scorventino. In short, there were advanced civilizations before 5000 B.C. Riker. Who used an unknown form of power to quarry and move those rocks. Cutworth. A real coup if this country could find it first. Admiral Cutworth turns off the slides and turns on a DVD. Hartman. After the quake, this was sighted near the epicenter. Colonel Byrd looks surprised, but we don't see what he sees. Hartman continues. Gather a team. Investigate. It's resinking. Riker. Tell your team they're looking for artifacts, but we really want clues to the power of the ancients. Colonel. Any special considerations? Hartman. No, just take off by 1830. Riker and Cutworth are taken aback. Hartman doesn't see. Colonel Byrd salutes and departs. Riker is angry.
Why didn't you raise permanent detention? They're going to see the classified prehistory files. Hartman. That doesn't warrant detention. Riker and Cutworth look dissatisfied. It's 1.21 p.m. at the University of Michigan. Inside a lecture hall, students fill seats steeply rising from the lecture area. Professor Mike Richardson, thin, 40-year-old aging hippie, enthusiastically lectures ancient history. Many civilizations before the Greeks had written records, but few records still exist. Conquering armies destroyed libraries to dislodge native culture, relegating much history to oral legend. Let's take the example of Carthage. The back doors burst open. Everyone looks. Two beefy MPs enter and stride briskly down the stairs to Mike.